Blog Talk Radio. When it comes to your next event, the right speaker can have a huge impact on the energy interaction and success of your event and make you a superstar meeting planner. And here's the thing. There's a huge difference between a good speaker and a phenomenal speaker. Meet Brandon Draper, the motivational king for your next meeting, and he's going to ensure your event will start thinking forward. Brandon will set the tone for your event by inspiring your attendees and getting the crowd engaged. And he will make sure that when they get back out in the real world, they are equipped with the playbook, a best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, a game plan for success, and a mindset to succeed. Brandon has been a professional speaker ever since his adolescent years, with multiple life-changing events under his belt. And he's a best-selling author, having done events for diverse companies like United Way, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reaching Beyond the Stars, Inc., Duke's Way Academy, Inc., and the Chamber of Commerce, and many more. With Brandon, the audience doesn't just listen, they learn. They take action by making different decisions, searching within themselves, and making commitments to take their performance to the next level. Brandon prides himself on connecting with the audience, while other speakers simply communicate a message that a monkey could deliver. Brandon is a strong leader, and thanks to his personalized approach, the content he presents will be much memorable, and you'll get a huge return on investment, whether he's your opening speaker or closing speaker, or does both. Brandon will be the motivation your event needs, and maximize the retention and profitability on your investment. Watch Brandon's demo to see him in action. Give him a call at one 866 678-3391 to discuss your event or click the contact button at startthinkingforwardinc.com How you doing, everybody out there? This is DJ Mason Live, and this is Entertainment to Remember. When no event is too small, we cater to all. We professionalizing weddings, graduations, corporate functions, school events, family reunions, and many more. Entertainment to Remember is your premier DJ service located right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Make your next event your best event by going to entertainmenttoremember.com or calling 770-912-8613. Again, 770-912-8613 or visit entertainmenttoremember.com. Thank you for your time and now listen to the motivational speaking of my friend and yours, Brandon Draper. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Motivational Radio Show. And today, we have a very informative message for you that's going to inspire you and change your life, hopefully, for the better. Um, you already know the first thing we got to do is get a little bit of housekeeping out the way. So if you want to better connect with us, you can connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash thinking forward inc. You also reach us on our website at themotivationalking.com. 
um, Instagram.com forward slash thinking forward Inc. and blogger thinking forward com. So, we'll dive to it. Let's talk about the quote of the day. The quote of the day is by Mark Gibbs. It goes like this I everything that put in our path for a purpose. There are no accidents. We are all teachers if we are willing to pay attention to the lessons we learn. Trust our positive instincts and not be afraid to take risks or wait for some miracle to come knocking at our door. Marla gives. Now, if you're listening to that, you can take a lot of that. She says, the first thing she says, I truly believe that everything that we do and everyone that we meet is put in our path for a purpose, meaning that there's no accident, there's a reason. Um, someone just hit me on Facebook. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to read this on Facebook. We're going to talk about I put up some interesting topics up there, and some people have uh, really um, said some interesting things. Uh, this one comes from... From Frank Godchild Bentley, you look him up on Facebook, he says, very true statement based on what I talked about earlier in the statement that I put. I said, I no longer have the energy for meaningless friendship, forced interactions, or unnecessary conversations. And how he responded was, he says, very true statement. You have your branches, leaves, and roots. Those leaves and branches are there only for the season when things go right. As soon as the winter hits, time they break away and are not heard from until the sun shines again. That root will be there no matter the season. Help keep you grounded on your feet, and I'm glad I can look to you as a root, as a root, my brother. And I responded back to him on Facebook. I said, same here, my root brother. I can honestly say through it all the ups and downs, disagreement, I'm adding this to it, uh, fussing and fighting that me and him went through, um, and particularly when we was in Fayetteville arguing about an idea that we wanted to uh, get off the ground. Um, you've never left my side as a brother through the good times, through the winters, through the summers, through the fall, through the springs. You've always been there. Um, so I really appreciate you and uh, what you've done to support me in my movement and being a true friend and a true brother, and I, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, so, back to the quote of the day to kind of dissect that a little bit more. It says that there are no accidents, and we're all teachers if we're willing to pay attention to the lessons that we learn. But it goes to talk about some of the circumstances and things that you may go through may not even be designed for you. Um, it can very much mean that you have a testimony to help someone transition or get through something yourself. So oftentimes we go through struggles that's not even meant for us. It's just that we go through it to learn lessons. We got to be very observant, learn the lessons, um, and you know you got to trust your instincts and not be afraid to take the calculated miracle uh, happen. Uh, oftentimes miracles happen because we're constantly working towards something and we're constantly putting in the work that's required um, to get us to that next level. All right, now back to Facebook, because we, we're, we're digging deep into social media stuff. 
Um, it was another comment that I recently put up on Facebook, um, and what it was talking about is that uh, said money isn't everything. That's what someone just wrote me in a message. And my response, if it's true, it's just a representation of the value you have put into the marketplace. You know what else isn't bring broke helps no one make money and impact the world whatever way you see fit. Let me know how you feel about this Facebook. Now, we got a couple of individuals that came up here and gave some, some long statements about that. Um, one of the ones I want to point out, um, kind of a short one, was by Keenan Cunningham, and I kind of picked her one out a little bit because I want to dig a little deeper into what she said. She said, money isn't everything, although we all want it. Some of the happiest people are those who are less fortunate and in poverty. They tend to appreciate more. Some people are broke by choice. Just think how many millionaires are really not happy. I'd rather have nothing and be happy than to have it all and be miserable, my thought. Um, so with that being said, you know, that's her that's her thought, um, how she feels about it. So I know there's some other people that kind of disagreed. Um, people came with their own point of view. Now, um, the kind of kind of a personal one for me is that um money isn't everything, but money is everything in which it can be used for. Um, you know, try not to have it. Uh, one of the things she said is that some of the happiest people are those who are less fortunate and in poverty. And I would have to disagree with that. Um, you know, when you're less fortunate, you're not – I mean, I wasn't happy that I was less fortunate and didn't have the money to be able to get my mom a different type of health care that could potentially save her life when she was battling lung cancer. Um, so I love the relationship me and my mom had. It put me in a real good space. But I didn't consider myself as fortunate um, because I didn't have the resources. Where there are people that because they had the resources, they were able to position them, themselves or their family member in a position to prolong their life. And, and, and that's just how our health system, in my opinion, is, is kind of placed. So, you know, um, less fortunate. I just looked at a, um, um, a documentary, and in the documentary it talked about these people going to an isolated part of the country and living basically off a dollar and just randomly um, each day they don't know if they're going to have a dollar, they're going to have $6, $9 to live off of. And, you know, these people are living miserably. And, you know, and at no point in time did I see these people, um, you know, happy because they don't have enough energy. Kids weren't happy because they couldn't, they didn't have the energy because they weren't getting enough calorie intake to be able to play. I don't think that half not happy. So this is this difference between what we believe and when what the reality is. So sometimes we got to take some of our personal opinion and what we think. And uh, one of the guys, he also made a comment um, to that. He said, yeah, money isn't everything, but what would you know about it? So if you never had it, you know, I kind of got to agree with him too. If you never had it, how can you, you know, speak from that point of view? So it's a whole different – we got Daniel uh, Davis. He gave his point of view. He came in with his gloves on. Um, he threw up some shots talking about, uh, this issue. Then we got author Craig. Uh, please, I know I'm going to butcher your last name. Uh, Sokotovich, I believe. Um, and he had a different point of view, and they went back and forth um, arguing um, about their point of view when it comes to money, assets, poverty, happiness, or what have you. So it was a really interesting debate, and you can go to 
uh, my um, timeline and, and look some of that up and see what those guys are talking about. And if you want to weigh in your point of view, please go back uh, and do that again. Um, you know, look us up on Facebook. You go to our website, themotivationalteam.com. All our social media tabs are to the right. So please, you know, rein in, give your opinion. We have all different types of opinions. We want to know what you think about certain issues that's going on. The worst thing that I think we can do as good men and women is to stand by and let bad things happen. Just let things happen. I think that's the worst thing that we can do. All right, so today's topic, what is today's topic about is Slaves to the Game, which is straight pen. A um, little different, what we did is that this 25-page workbook that's now in, I'm not going to say included with the book, but that can be purchased in addition to the book that will definitely take a lot of what this text is talking about um, to be able to help you strategize on how you want to take your life uh, to the next level. So slave to the game, what's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people? What's the difference between them? Uh, you don't want to work for someone else for the rest of your life. Slaving to make their dreams reality to become who you should be, you have to step up and start creating your own vision to work towards. So meaning that, you know, you're doing stuff to get by, and that may be your full-time endeavor, but eventually you want to take your full-time endeavor that's just paying the bills and start working on that to the extent that it starts becoming part-time and you're able to work full-time on your purpose and your vision and your dreams and your aspirations in life. And looking at this documentary today, some of the hardest things that I've seen was, is, you know, looking at people that want to be a nurse, something, something as simple as we saying, hey, we're in the richest country in the world, you know, we can do all these things. We've got all these great opportunities. See someone that's struggling with a couple of dollars a day to live off of and say, I, you know, I wish I had the opportunity to get the education so I could become a nurse or, you know, or I have to settle that I have to settle to be a farmer because that's the only way that my family's going to survive, even though I have aspirations or being something different in life. But I have to settle because it's either do this or die. And, you know, you know, I got to do what I have to do. And, 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 I mean, you see the tears in these people's eyes and they really want more out of life, but they just don't have the opportunity that is not available to them. So then we look at ourselves here in the United States and it's like, man, you know, are you really being a slave to your own game? The opportunity is there, but we make excuses where we can really make the time to do the things that we really want to do, but we choose to do less than we're capable of just because it's so damn easy. It's so easy to do. It's so it's so freaking easy to do. So that's what we settle for. So that is tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk about is you cannot do that when there's a, a whole world of opportunities there. Um let me tell you something, you know, for the last couple of weeks, even leading to the last couple of months, you know, I've been going through a roller coaster of all different types of issues or, or what have you, but I just have not I just refuse to stop. And that's a difference. Um, and I took that from an interview from Donald Trump when he talked about, he, they asked him, he said, what was his point of view on lust? And he said, well, I don't believe in lust. He said, the only thing I can say uh, to test that would be, you know, the harder I work, it seemed the luckier I, I became. So if you keep working hard enough, persistent enough, diligent enough, eventually you're going to get what you desire and what you want out of life. Um, even though it gets tired, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be persistent. Even when you feel like no one's supporting you and have your back, it's like keeping them your own circle. And that's what Slaves to the Game is really talking about. So in the workbook, 
on that chapter, we talk about, um, you know, the first exercise that we did in chapter one, we talked about the vision for your life because we talked about the vision. And Ronnie Willis, um, on his face, he's also a friend of mine on Facebook, he, he talked about the box to make the vision, write, write the vision and make it plain. And that's out of the Bible. So write the vision and make it plain. So I mean, you got to write and articulate and tell yourself and the world what it is exactly that you want from it. So what is your vision for your life? What is your vision for yourself? This is something that is self-described. It's not something someone can give you. It's not something you can get out of a book, a seminar, a class, or even a radio show that you're listening to right now. It has to come from you from within, okay? So you got to write those things down that you want life to look like in great detail. So if you're just screaming and putting your, all these thoughts in your, in your head and just talking about, well, I want this, I want this, I want this, okay, if you got a, a wallet or you got a pocketbook, you know, why don't you get an index card and write those things down on your index card? It's 2015, it's time to change. So I can go on my wallet and go down the list and say exactly what is it that I want out of life? What I, what I want out of life in 2015? What are my short-term goals? What are my long-term goals? Just by looking in my wallet, I can see exactly what it is that I, that I want. I can see, well, okay, in exhibit A, how close am I moving towards it? There's an old, old saying that goes like this. You, you can't climb a fence leaning towards you. You can't kiss a girl leaning away from you. So how close am I moving towards those goals? What is it that I'm willing to do and what is it that I'm not willing to do it's either going to prevent me or expel me to that next level. Now, it's going to get hard. I promise you that I wish I could tell you that there's a shortcut to it. I wish to tell you that it's going to be a lot easier before it gets harder. I wish I told you that people are going to support you and everything is going to be copacetic. But I'm telling you, most 99.9% of the time, it's always going to be on you because at the end of the day, it's your purpose. It's your dream. You can't expect other people to support your dream or your purpose because uh, in, in, it's your dream, it's your purpose. But you cannot get disillusioned and, and know that, understand there's a difference between success and purpose and fulfillment. There's a, there's, a, there's a complete opposite because you can be successfully wrong, okay? Successfully wrong. You can do a lot of things and be very successful at it. You can be the number one guy or, or, or young lady at your job and you're so successful, but you're successfully wrong in, in, in that being your purpose and truly get fulfillment. You know, you're looking for attention. Met a young man just the other day, um, maybe about 12 years younger than myself, and very, very articulate, you know, very smart young man. And one of the things he said is that he has love for money. And I wrote specifically in the book, and I talk about, you know, you can't have love for money. You have to respect money. And that's kind of the reason why, I gave that quote on Facebook this week, you know, you know, the, about money. So he said, I, I love money. I said, look, you don't never love money. You have to respect money. It, it's like you're trying to court out a, 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 a young lady, and everyone wants to court her. Everyone's showing her all this extra attention, and she's like, she doesn't want that type of attention. So it's the one particular person that respects her enough to say, well, you know what? I like you, you're afraid, but I really would like to get to know you more than I just fall in love with just your look. That is the person that she's going to pay attention to. And that's the same thing with money, wealth, accumulation. 
Now, my friend off of Facebook, Godchild Bentley, shared a video talking about the web distribution between the African-American community was a very interesting video, and I'm not going to go into it in depth tonight, but it, it talks about a lot of stuff. You can go check out my timeline and look at both those videos that's up there, but it just talks about, you know, wealth distribution and how certain sets of people um, only control a certain part of wealth and economics, and yet we won't get onto a call like this to try to get empowered. Um, we'll judge each other. We'll do this and we do that while other people are in control and then doing things to, to take their uh, business and their life to the next level. To kind of caveat off that point, off the documentary that I look at, uh, it's called Live Off a Dollar a Day. These guys, these uh, sick guys got together, you know, um, and basically the concept that they came up with was so interesting. One of the individuals that they interviewed on this trip, that's really struggling with one of the individuals. And I want to say his name was uh, uh, Rodriguez. I believe it was Rodriguez. And what was so interesting about Rodriguez is that he's one of the few people in the village that actually had a formal job. But the second that he was smart enough to start a group, a basically uh, what you call a savings group. Now, I mean, this is this revolution. I'm like, okay, I'm in the United States. I never heard of this concept. But basically, 14 of these guys got together. And each month they put together $12, okay? So at the end of the month, someone's randomly picked. You know, obviously if you got last month, you're not going to get the next month. But basically you put $12 in an attempt that eventually your turn is going to come and then you're going to be able to collect on the big sum of money. This allows them to have weddings. This allows them to buy a stove, a much-needed stove in this area so they don't have to cook on open fires which create a lot of smoke and it cause health problems or whatever. But it just shows to show you a community of people that come together that really understand something greater. You know, that they say, you, you know what, we can do a lot more together than we can do apart from each other, not supporting each other. It's sad. I mean, looking at that video that, that Frank shared, it's sad that it's 2015 and a lot of that stuff is still existing and we're in a robust society, we're in a society that's supposed to be perpetuating business and education, but yet it seems like we're, we're, we're going behind time where this third world country, third world countries get it more than us, and we're here in the richest resources and information available. It's like we're, we're, we're you know, retrograding back instead of moving forward and thinking forward. So I want to bring it to your attention. If you get an opportunity, go to Facebook, go to my Facebook, go on my timeline, and see those two links that Frank uh, Bentley shared that, that talks about that different uh, different aspect of um, uh, economic empowerment and, and taking not just your personal life but your professional life to the next level. It's very deep, and uh, you got you got some different point of views and perspectives that you may not have uh, considered. Now, I'm not saying that it's everything in that video may 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 be a true assessment of of what you believe and your beliefs. But if you read the book, you understand that uh, just because you refute something does not necessarily mean it's not true. It just means that it doesn't line up with what you believe to be true. So look at the information for what it is, not worse than it is, and come with your own synopsis. And if you have a point of view, please share that on that link, which is on the timeline, and let us know how you feel about it, and I will personally engage with you, and, you know, we can have a, a dialogue with that. So back to Chapter 10, um, 
five years from now, you know, fill out the, you know, right now I would tell you if you don't already have, take out a piece of, uh, take out a pen and, and a piece of paper or pencil, what have you, and we're going to try to go through the exercise real quick. Um, now, like we said, you know, the first thing I want to say is write a vision statement where you see yourself at, let's say, in the next five years, okay? Now what I want you to do is to create a very short story. Now I'm saying you don't have to do this on the, on the show right now, but you can just write this down. You can do it later on and actually can share this um, if you want to on, you know, my social media, uh, Facebook or whatever, however you want to do it, or you can do something you might want to email to me or, or not, you might tell you want to keep it to yourself. It doesn't matter. But I want you to go to the exercise to understand what it really is about. So now what I want you to do after create that vision statement where you see yourself, what I want you to do is create a very short story, very short, concise story or vision statement that gives you a clear direction for where your life will be in five years. So systematically where you see yourself in five years. And for those that may find it a little difficult to well, I don't know why I see myself in five years. Well, it's okay. Where do I see in the next six months? Maybe you have to start a little smaller. Or where do I see myself in the next 90 days? You know, that might be even easier. Where do I see myself in the next month? What is it, you know, that I need to do to, to, to see some start, see some type of changes? All right. Um, so in five years from now, I will have, you know, fill in the blank of your goals. You will have reach, um, and then fill in the blank for what you will be doing to reach that goal. Okay. That's exercise you can do just on downtime, but this is just a, this is straight out of the workbook that, that we created that, that, that coincides with something who you should be despite who you are book. Um, and we're going to be giving that course is going to be coming out. Um, I, I got to go to my own website. I think it's April 27, 2015. We'll be rolling out that first course of Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are course. Uh, that's going to be talking about these, all these different exercises uh, within the book. So now you read the book, you may understand it. Some of you may not think everything, you may not understand every aspect of it. So now we're breaking it, thing, we're breaking it down like a fraction to dissect it. And then we can now look at it and say, okay, from Chapter 1, we're talking about the vision of leadership, how we're going to attack that, how we're going to do that. Chapter 10, slave to the game, how am I falling into my own trap, my own limitations, my own way of doing things, okay? Brandon, I really didn't conceptualize, I really didn't get the idea of Chapter 11 when you really talk about the toll bridge of life. You know, what does that really mean? What do you mean I have to pay a price to get a far? What do you mean that I have to be willing to pay the ultimate price if I really want to be able to set myself up, what do you really mean? So not only are you going to be able to get that if you get in off of the workbook, you actually get that point of view, but if you take the online video course, you'll get another uh, idea where we go and break it up. And if you come to the live course that we'll be hosting in Atlanta, that's a two-day course, where we're going to be doing chapters one, two, seven, one day, and eight, 14, the second day. So we're going to be sharing all different experiences and point of views from different individuals and how they see this book or how they see their life in the midst of this book and how the information is giving them a different perspective or if they're not understanding a particular concept, how we can address that and basically going from the teacher's mode, going from radio mode to the teacher's mode when we might teach a lot of this stuff. And what better teacher to have than a person that has gone through the lot? Like I said, I've been to the lowest, I've been to the highest, I've been to the middle, and back to the lowest again, 
and back to the high. So I have a just a whole different point of view. I don't have a point of view where I just always stayed in the United States. I have a point of view where I was out. I have a point of view where I was in combat. I have a point of view where I nearly lost my life on multiple occasions. So I look at life a lot differently, and I take things a little differently uh, than most people would. And understanding that, that we all, each and every one of us, have different dynamics that makes us different, and the way we perceive things are different based on the sum total of the experiences that we've had. Now, during your journey, through your matriculation, through life, there's a lot of different things you got to be aware of. you got to be aware of people you surround yourself with, um, people that, um, and, I, and I have a lot of, got a couple of comments on that, and we talking about social media tonight, big time. Um, I put up another one. Um, we got a couple of people, you know, talking about it. Um, you know, I have no, I, I no longer have the energy for meaningless friendship, forced interactions, or unnecessary conversations. And what that really means is not, not nothing derogatory. A lot of us feel that way, and I think that's one of the things that, when we talk about real talk for real people, it comes from a point of view. We actually be honest, transparent with people, and say, "Look, this is how I feel. I know a lot of other people feel the same way I do." You know, just like Fred talked about, you know, branches and leaves fall off, and when the winter and summer come, they'd be the first ones to, to, to do that. It's the same representation of ancient Egypt with the, um, what you call it, the, um, you call the animals, um, oh my God, I forgot it, but it's part of the monkey family. Um, I think it's about the baboon. Yeah, there you go, the baboon. What they do is that in the evening time, they crawl up the trees, and, you know, it's considered, you know, stuff that's getting ready to happen. The Egyptians saw it as they were sun worshiping or whatever like that, but they're smaller animals, so they were climbing the trees when the sun getting ready to set because they want to avoid predators that's on the ground. So they would do that in the morning time. They would basically greet the sun again, and that's when they'll make their descension down the trees to do whatever they have to do because their eyesight at night is very poor. So it's kind of symbolic to 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 people and representation in their lives. It's like you got to be mindful of people that in your circle and understand why they're there and, and, and support system that they have for you or don't have for you. You got some people that will be around you. Um, they may be jealous of you for whatever reason. Um, and, I mean, who knows? It's just, you got to be conscious of, of, of that and be able to negotiate life and say, you know what, I need to be very wary of who I allow close to me just because, you know, it's, it's one thing for an enemy to shoot at you. At least you know the enemy shooting at you. But it's worse to have a... Uh, uh, a person that despises you but calls themselves a friend and gives you a hug. You know what I'm saying? Those, those are people you got to be careful of. Um, when times get hard, you know, they, they're not the same person that they were when times were good. Those are kind of indicators to you to let you know, hey, these people are nothing but little leaves that, you know, they're there when, you know, the sun's out. When times get hard, they fade away just like the sun fades away every night, as we know. No matter how many people, millions of people have been on this earth, come and gone, a couple things consistent. There's a day and there's a night. The same sun that they stood under is the same sun that we stand under. So there's certain fundamentals and things of life that we got to understand that it's just a universal truth. Now, once we accept that, what are we able to do? We're able to position ourselves. Now we've got the right information, and we know. John C. Maxwell writes this in his book. You know, we talk about the reference group, who the people you deal with the most, your reference group, the five people that you deal with the most, you categorize them between a score of one and ten, whatever the average is, is where you're at. So if you're ready to change and excel your life, you got to change your reference group. you got to change the people 
in which you are associating yourself with in order to take yourself to the next level. Now, will that be painful? Yes, it's very painful when you love people or you got, you got, you got love people, you love people, you, you consider them to be your friends, but you see them not doing any good. You, you see that they are least. It's hard to just walk away and say, well, you know, I need to find other people, but it's like YOLA. You only live once, so what are you willing to do? What is it that you're willing to do, and what is it that you're not willing to do? And that's the difference between successful and unsuccessful when it comes to the slaves of the game. There's certain things that some people say, well, you know what? I'm just not willing to do that. I'm not going to do that. And that's the reason why you're not going to take it to the next level. And there's some people that say, you know what? And people are going to see you as being a butthole. So it's like this. If, so I'm, I'm considered, I might be considered a butthole because I decided that for whatever reason or, or where our relationship is working, you're not, you're not perpetuating my success. Even though I'm trying to perpetuate yours, you're always trying to set me back. So I can be considered to be a butthole because I no longer want to associate with you and I want to associate with someone that that's going to try to push me because I don't care who you are, what element or what type of space you're operating in, you're going to need a boost. I don't care if you can talk about motivational pain, you can talk about how motivated you are in the morning, you drink 22 cups of coffee, you jumping off the ceiling, jumping off the wall. At the end of the day, at some point in time, you come down and you need somebody that's going to give you uplift because I don't care who you are, Les Brown, Tony Robbins should be the best and one of some of the best people when it comes to motivation. But at the end of the day, you got somebody in your corner that's motivating you to take you to the next level so you can get a boost in energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like a it's like it's like having a Lamborghini and you got a Toyota Corolla. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that Lamborghini is gonna, you know, charge up that Toyota Corolla. But eventually if you're the Lamborghini, you always charging everyone else's battery and no one's charging your battery, guess what? You're going you you're gonna you going eventually need a boost yourself. So you gotta constantly be around people that give you that, that, that reaffirming relationship and reaffirming uh belief system and then you start finding whether it's family or friends that's not doing that for you, sometimes not saying you don't love them, you gotta distance yourself away from them. Because then they're not really putting you in position to win. You're not putting them in position to win because now you have certain type of feelings towards them, they got certain type of feelings towards you. Life is just too there's too much going on in life and life is too short to be having so much feelings about any given thing. It's like sometimes you gotta just move on. You're like it's okay to let things be broke for a while and just move on. And and try to excel and get yourself in alignment of what you need to get done. There's nothing wrong with that. So but I am saying that it is hurtful sometimes when you do love someone, you care about someone, and you think they should have your back and they don't and then you have to systematically move on if you want to change and, and get some changes in your life, or you're going to decide that you're not willing to do that and keep on getting the same things over and over and over. You can't wait for anyone to to make decisions for your future because if you do, you know, as I said, they might not have nothing planned for you. Uh, most people don't have nothing planned for themselves, let alone you. So if you wait around for other people to plan for your future, let's just say you might not have anything going on for a very long time. So you got to take control of your destiny um, by any means necessary and try to get yourself in alignment of your true purpose and feeling what truly makes you happy, truly makes you happy, not that fakeness where you tell other people what really makes you happy um, just because you don't want to sound stupid because of what you're doing. It's kind of like kind of a front, like, dude, I don't want to tell someone that I'm not happy with what I'm doing because I'm doing it. But 
be, you know, be unadulterated, that unadulterated truth and say, yo, you know, I'm really happy or I really like doing X, Y, Z. I'm not doing it right now, but that's what I would like to transition into. And that's telling yourself the truth and it lines you up with true, you know, true purpose and fulfillment. And that's what it's really about because it's more than just becoming who you should be despite who you are. That's one aspect of it is becoming who you should be despite who you are today. That's one aspect of it. But when we talk about the thing for approach to purpose and fulfillment, okay, now I found my purpose. Now I'm truly fulfilled in what I'm doing. That takes you to a whole nother level, a whole nother degree. And that's how you start really transitioning and really getting to know who you are and what you're about. You cannot do that when you're operating in limiting uh, spaces, spaces limiting you really truly being what you want to be or truly thinking the way you want to think. Now, don't get it misconstrued. I'm not saying that everything that you think about is going to be just outlandishly great and it's the brightest idea. You've got to have people that, that's going to help you, the right people, that going to give you a certain type of parameters and tell you, well, look, I've been here. I've done this. This is what you need to systematically do to, to help and perpetuate what you're trying to do. Oftentimes, those groups of people that you're, that you're going to be in will make you very uncomfortable. Now, a couple of shows ago, we had Mr. Damian Young was on the call, and he, and he brought something up to attention. It was very interesting. He said, even, you know, I was, I was perpetuating, you know, you should be operating with people that's on your level or above to, to put you in, in a pressure. But then he also added to that and said, you know what, it can be people that you least expect that can give you information to take your life to the next level. And that's true. Now, but we got to think about it. If you're trying to get to a certain level, who's better to, to teach you than a person who's been experienced in that? If you want to learn about real estate, would you want to learn from me that has not been successful in real estate? Or would you want to learn from Donald Trump that is built a multi-million dollar empire off of real estate? It makes more sense. You may like me as a person, but I lack the knowledge and information to really take you to the next level. I can give you a bunch of wonderful information and tell you, oh, yeah, if you do this and this, you believe that, but I don't have results in that field, if that makes sense. So part of being an expert is either you either got the results or you can report on what other people have done. So if you come to me and talk about real estate, well, I can report to you what someone else has done, but I can't give you the results because I haven't had the results myself. So that's where you have to understand from this, from the from different sides of the spectrum what you're going, where you're going to get the information from. Well, if I want to really learn real estate and I want to learn how to really get results in my life and not just hear a bunch of reports on what someone else did, then I need to learn firsthand from a person that has done it versus someone that's reporting on it. But if you want to talk about purpose and fulfillment, you want to talk about going after a dream and a purpose, you know what I'm saying, and being unrelentless with that, well, I just can't, I, I can't just report on that. I can actually give you real-life account because that's what I'm going through right now. So I hope that makes sense to everybody um, on the call tonight. All right, at this time, it is 8.39. We got one caller um, on this uh, question. So I'm going to take a little short break and let them come on and ask their question. Um, caller, when you come on, please give us your name. Um, and where you're calling from, and uh, tell us either your comment uh, or question. Uh, last four, eight, four, two, three. Paula, you are now live on the Motivational King radio show. Well, hello. This is Brianna. I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. And I have a question. Um, what are the steps to becoming a successful poet in life? 
So that so the ending part say a poetic. What what are the uh, steps to becoming a success, successful poet in life? Okay, successful poet. All right. To be honest, to, to be uh, quite honest with you, I'm not a poet, so it'd be hard for me to tell you how to be a successful poet. But what I can tell you is how to be, how to go after, how, how to go after a dream or go after something that you strongly believe in. So if you want to be a successful poet, it leads me to believe you have a strong desire to to go after that. So I can tell you from firsthand that you know that there's going to be a lot of difficulties, going to be a lot of things you're going to have to transition through. Um, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to learn, um, that you're going to get knowledge of, you're going to get educated on in order to become a, quote-unquote, successful poet. And I also would tell you, um, and I know it's called the, the dashboard is lit up, so I know someone else I want to add to that, um, but you got to also understand that you have to have clarity to know why you want to do it. Um, I always say if you know your why, there's a way. So why is it? that you want to, to be a poet is, is, is so much relevant than more than anything else just about, um, you know, my reason I want to be a successful um, writer is because I want to change people's lives for, for the best. I want to leave a legacy um, behind that, you know, if I leave here today or tomorrow, at the end of the day, I've, I've already made my, I've already written written my, my line. My, it, it's just a brief little line. I, I wrote my little line in history that I've done with 99.9% of the people in the world will never do, and that's write a book. So uh, if you being able to, to face and come to realization of what you want to do and be willing to commit to it unconditionally despite the setback, um, disappointment, non-support of people, and still have this ability to keep on going and knowing that, Everyone else that that's been before you has pretty much gone through the same thing. That's what really keeps me going. Is that when I look at all these stories and I see Les Brown and I read this about you know this person's family, they just left them out cold, let them out to dry, and they just kept on going no matter what. These friends stopped talking to them. Um, you know, just going through a bunch of difficult things, and you know people just judge him, and he still managed to keep on going, and he still <laughs> made it. So at the end of the day, that's what keeps me going. I'm like, you know, man, whatever. It's just a setback. That's what's going to keep your mind going. So I can't tell you systematically step by step on how to be a successful poet, but I can tell you step by step on how to keep your dream alive, how to keep pushing and persevering no matter what it is that you're going after. Now, that, my friend, pay that all day long. I can't tell you, you know, there's probably other people on the call that probably can tell you systematically on how to become a successful poet that have probably written some books. Um, I know if Cassable, if you're on the line, I know that you uh, collaborated a book, um, Silly Rose, that's on Kindle and Amazon, um, and I purchased that book uh, myself, and it's very in-depth. So if you're on the line, um, I would definitely appreciate you sharing your point of view uh, with uh, uh, Brianna in Detroit and tell us a little bit about your success um, and some of the things that you've been through um, as a poet, as as a as a poet, as a woman, as a minority woman, trying to make a name for yourself in in the industry, and what it took for you to take yourself to the next level. And I think this is you on the line now. 
So last four nine four nine four. Probably you are now live on a Motivational King radio show. Well, hello, Motivational King. How are you? I'm doing great, wonderful, fantastic, and outstanding all at the same time. Okay, then. Well, this is True Fire calling from Atlanta. Um, basically, just to clarify everything and know that I'm enjoying the show as always. Um, just like Brandon has said, well, correction, let me say motivation to you. Just like he has said, I am a collaboration author and a rose is still a rose. Understand that you will go through your highs and lows with poetry. You have your good days, your bad days. But understand, Brandon did say something in the first beginning. You have to have your vision. Right? If you don't write it down on a index card, Get your vision board. What do you see yourself in the next five or ten years? Because if you don't have your vision set, you don't, you cannot go nowhere farther without setting your vision and your goals. The Bible says write the vision and make it plain. So if you're going to do something in life, you first have to write the vision to make it plain. Then in order to accomplish that, you have to start making baby steps. Trust me. Yes, I started writing poetry at 10 years old in elementary school. But understand, in order to get to where I'm at now, I had to take baby steps. I had to first start small, then work my way up. Nobody said it would be easy. Do believe me. It's going to be days where you say, you know what, um, don't know, ain't nobody supporting me. But you know what, you still got to keep doing it. Because if you have that much fortitude, and that much compassion for what you would do in spite of what people say about you, in spite of who supports you, you would still do what you love no matter who supports you. And at the end of the day, it's all said and done. And that's one thing I can say I love about Brandon because if nobody else supports him or whatever, he's still going to do it. And that, so that, that's, that's true because if, if it's up to if, if it's to be, it's up to me. And that's why I tell everybody: if it's to be, it's up to you. You got to make that conscious decision that no matter what, brother, sister, cousin, auntie, mother, exactly. daddy, you know, it, there's an old song that goes like that. An old song, uh, and I don't, I don't you know I me. Mean? I'm, I'm not no singer, but I remember the song going like, "If if my mama don't go or my sister don't go." I'll go, I'll go if I have to go, have to go by myself. And and that's how I look at it. I don't care who else is willing to do it. I don't care who's willing to do it, who's not willing to do it. You best believe the motivational king, Brandon Draper, is going to do it. And that's my, that's my outlook on it. I don't care how many setbacks I have. It's like every time I get a setback, I, 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 it's like I'm almost like hitting rock five. I'm like, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, why am I going to this? And it's like, it's an evaluation, like, man, God is putting me through this to really see. Sometimes to me, it's like it's a test to see where you're at with your faith and, and what, what he's about to reveal to you. And also the second part of it is to kind of, it's like a, a gut check second. And third is like to really see who really has the back. Because when everything's going good, it's hard, it's hard to, it's, it's really, really hard for you to, be able to, to see who really got to back. Everyone got to back. Everything's cool. Everything's copacetic. You know, calls coming in left and right. Oh, man, I got this idea. I got this idea. When things fall down, that's when calls stop coming in. Joe's got the audacity. Like I said that on Facebook. I said, you know, people start texting. What you texting me for? You know what I'm saying? You call 
call me any other time. Don't text me how I'm doing. That's so impersonal. If you want to be personal, we were personal before. Why can't you be man one of the personal with me now? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, that to me, that's just fakeness. And I don't like fakeness. So I'm like, you know, you text me and I respond back to you because I, that's how I see it. And that's how I'm going to call it. And if you call me and I say it to your face, I'm not, if anybody knows me personally, you know me. But I'm just saying what a lot of other people feel, but just don't have the audacity to say it or put it out there. Because I feel it, and I'm like, man, you know what, I can keep this in or I can express it. So the choice is yours on what you want to do, but sometimes the most liberating thing is to kind of let your feelings out. Not always good to hold your feelings in and holding grudges and, and, and just having those negative feelings inside of you. Hold, let it out. Let it out. Like, hey, man, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's just fake. You know, if you do with this ex, if you do with somebody else, you do it to me. If you talk, you talk about another friend. You know what I'm saying? Behind their back, what makes you think you want to talk about my back? It's the it's the same thing. That, that's fake to me. And I'm like, so that's how I feel about it. But another thing I wanted to add, you know, a time on up tonight. So I want to add this in there. All money is not good money, guys. I really want to add that in there. Let me tell you something. When you operate in your purpose, and especially beyond it, because I know you're young, you're trying to do your poetry. The fable, I know you're young, trying to do your poetry. A lot of other people are here doing businesses and trying to do their businesses and everything like that. Let me explain something to you. When you operate in your purpose, it seems like the negative force, enemy, whatever you want to call it, is going to try to send distractions your way. Distractions meaning different opportunities. Now, I'm not saying all opportunities outside of what we're trying to do is a bad opportunity, but you got to open your eyes and take an evaluation of what the opportunity is. Is the opportunity going to be something that's going to be able to assist you in doing what you're already doing, that you believe that you've been ordained to do, or is just it just a distraction or well, it's a way for me to get some money? There you go again with that love of money stuff. If you love money, money will you will never have it. But if you respect money and understand what it can be used for and how you can be able to impact other people's lives by having it, then eventually it will gravitate your way and you're going to have an abundance of it. So, Opportunity coming your way, sometimes it's okay to say no thank you. No thank you, I'm okay. And just this week, for the last couple of weeks, I think an awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity has come my way. I mean, this awesome opportunity. I'm talking about this awesome. I mean, it's talking about crazy amounts of money. And I'm like, man, it's really put me in position. And, this, and I caught myself real quick. I'm like, money. I'm thinking about it from a money aspect. I'm not thinking about it as how can I change other people's lives? How is it going to change other people's lives? How is it going to make an impact on other people's lives? First thing I'm thinking about is how can I change my station in life? Oh, man, when I caught that, I said, man, you know what? This may not be it. You know what I'm saying? No, thank you. It's a great opportunity. You know, maybe you should do it and let me get back with me and let me know what it is. But right now, I'm doing what I got to do with my purpose. Hey, 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 look, it's hard right now. You know, I don't, I don't, it, it's, it's, it's hard. I'm, I'm learning information I got to get so I can take my business and my life to the next level. It's hard. I made a bunch of mistakes along the way. It's good, but you know what? I'm not expecting any shortcuts. I'm not expecting nobody to give me nothing. So I already know that if I want it, I got to put my hands in the mud and get it today and putting it in your hand. And I'm going to put it in your hand, so you got to go in the mud and get it yourself. I'm not looking for nobody, family, friends, or nobody to give it to me. I got to go and work for it. So you got to think about when you had that mentality. That you know what, man? It sounds easy. It sounds good. But I'm already, I'm already in. The, I'm on my grind. I'm already in the lab, trying to do what I gotta do. Look, the money ain't showing up. 
how I want it to be. But, man, I'm still young in the game right now. I'm still young, and I see how far I've come. You know, I'm going to keep going at it. So, beyond you got to look at it, I'm still going to keep going at it. I just started it. I haven't posted my first book yet, and when I post my first book, half the people won't buy it anyway. That's okay, cool. Let me tell you something. Half the, some, of the, some of the most famous authors that wrote books, and almost, almost 100 years later, somebody said, oh, my God, this is the best book ever, okay? Uh, Pablo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist, he had an interview on Oprah, but most people wouldn't know if they read that book, The Alchemist, wouldn't even know that this joker, I think he did two or three times in a mental institution because they were trying to make him do something or be something, be an architect when he wanted to be a writer. It drove him crazy because he wanted to operate in his purpose, and they wanted to be something that didn't even exist for him. See, when you operate in a certain level, a certain space, certain things don't even exist for you. Certain opportunities that will work for somebody else not going to work for you because you're already at where you're supposed to be. So if you deviate from that, how are you going to expand? How are you going to get life to the next level when you're trying to operate in another space it wouldn't even design for you. But you would know about that if you read a lot of emails in the book when you when life sending you messages, but you're trying to read your neighbor's email. Learn to read your own email. Learn to decipher what life's telling you instead of trying to decipher what your neighbor's doing. Let your neighbor do the opportunity. It's okay. It's okay if you feel like, oh, no, I'm missing out on some money. Is it about the money or is it really about a bigger purpose in life? Is it really about you becoming who you should be despite who you are? Is it really about true purpose and fulfillment, or is it just about dollar bill? Is it really just about the dollar bill? So guess what? Once you know more about yourself, it doesn't bother you. It don't want to bother you to know that. Let me tell you something. When you strive for purpose, it's very lonely. I talked to Dr. Uh, Reynolds, and we were talking about this thing, man, and I lot of business, when you talk talking about purpose and living your dreams, stuff like that, it's a very lonely world. What does it mean? Because most people don't see things the way you're going to see it. Meaning you as a business person want to be in business for yourself, wanting more out of life, most people don't see it. That's what shows you that. That's why most of the majority of people do what they do for a living because they don't see it the way you do. And that's okay. Accept that, but don't, don't let that limit you. So what people don't see it your way? So what they don't agree with you? That's okay. Let them keep doing what they're doing. You keep doing what you're doing. And don't never judge them. Don't pay yourself. So what? They're doing one thing, and it seems like they're winning. You're doing something else, and it seems like you're losing. You know, well, I'm operating, they they're not operating in their purpose, but they got the nice car, they got the apartment, they got the house, they got the this, they got the that. I'm operating my purpose, but I'm broke, and pockets turned inside out, don't know what my name is. So what? Sometimes that's part of the journey. Sometimes it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable for a short period of time so you can be comfortable the rest of your life. Most people are trained and they understand that it's better for them to be comfortable their whole life so they'll never be, be able to, to be comfortable later on. So they all want to be, be comfortable right now. It, 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 at this point, you kind of want to be comfortable. Then when they get a certain age, they realize that their comfortability is not where they want to be because it's thing called inflation. So you've you got to look at things from all aspects. Not all opportunities are for you. It's okay to say, no, thank you. I'll pass on this one. Hey, if it's for you, go for it. If it's not, keep grinding. Keep doing what you got to do. Don't let nobody deter you. Don't let an opportunity blind you to the fact. Keep on moving. Keep on thinking forward. Keep on moving forward. It's going to be hard. Understand that. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult at times to keep on 
on going when you look to your left and your right and people that say, I got your back. I got the back. I'm there for you. I'm your main man. I'm your main woman. And then you look back a couple of weeks or a couple of months later, you're like, man, where you at? You ain't even, you ain't even, you ain't had enough. You didn't even tell me you would leave. You just dug on disappear. You just evaporated in the sand. Oh, come on, man. At least tell me. Tell me if I'm going into battle with you. At least tell, hey, bro, hey, you know, man. I get a little hard right now, bro. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to catch it with you later, though. You know, um, hopefully they don't eat you up. But, man, you know, if you make your back, come holler at me. I'll be right. You know what I'm saying? At least tell me. You ain't got my back, but you got to go real quick. Just don't disappear on me. But guess what? That's what people are going to do. They're going to do that. And it's okay because it's your journey. It's your journey, Brianna. It's your journey, Sabler. It's your journey, Tina. It's your journey, Frank. It's your journey, Wandy. It's your journey. Whoever's on the call right now, can we come from what state, what city, what country, UK, Australia, Austria? I don't care. It's your journey. So what thing behind you? You can have your own back. If it's to be, it's up to me. It's up to you. This is the motivational king. Don't believe me. Just keep on watching. I guarantee you, I'll bring the fire to you. I'm going to enlighten you. I'm going to inspire you. And I'm going to take your life to another level. I love you. And until next week, I'll see you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into the Hump Day Motivational Radio Show brought to you by Thinking Forward, Inc. Real talk for real people. We here at Thinking When it comes to your next event, the right speaker can have a huge impact on the energy interaction and success of your event and make you a superstar meeting planner. And here's the thing. There's a huge difference between a good speaker and a phenomenal speaker. Meet Brandon Draper, the motivational king for your next meeting, and he's going to ensure your event will start thinking forward. Brandon will set the tone for your event by inspiring your attendees and getting the crowd engaged. And he will make sure that when they get back out in the real world, they are equipped with the playbook, a best-selling book, Becoming Who You Should Be Despite Who You Are, a game plan for success, and a mindset to succeed. Brandon has been a professional speaker ever since his adolescent years with multiple life-changing events under his belt. And he's a best-selling author, having done events for diverse companies like United Way, Morehouse School of Medicine, Reaching Beyond the Stars, Inc., Duke's Way Academy, Inc., and the Chamber of Commerce, and many more. With Brandon, the audience doesn't just listen, they learn. They take action by making different decisions, searching within themselves, and making commitments to take their performance to the next level. Brandon prides himself on connecting with the audience, while other speakers simply communicate a message that a monkey could deliver. Brandon is a strong leader, and thanks to his personalized approach, the content he presents will be much memorable, and you'll get a huge return on investment whether he's your opening speaker or closing speaker, or does both. Brandon will be the motivation your event needs, and maximize the retention and profitability on your investment. Watch Brandon's demo to see him in action. Give him a call at one 866 678-3391 to discuss your event or click the contact button at startthinkingforwardinc.com.